Ooh, Draco Guillotine in this motherfucker, man. Bleeding out episode, uh, what episode is it? Episode 14, man. Look, uh, I just wanted to, you know what I mean? Go ahead and get out the intro, man. Look, man, new single alert, new single alert, man. Summer's over, is out now. Uh, produced by Black Youth. It's a beautiful song I made, you feel me? It's something light, uh, you know what I mean? I've been feeling good lately. I'm in my element. I love this time of year, you know what I mean? But it made me reflect and shit, and it, it began me in the mood. I feel like that song kind of just embodies my mood or whatever, but go listen to that shit, man. You feel me? Vibe to it and all that shit. Share it with your friends. Uh, also, I got my first show coming up, man. I ain't done a show really since the beginning of the year. I ain't think I'd be doing no no live sets, uh, you know what I mean? Because all this COVID-19, you know, bullshit we got going on, but uh, Hi-Fi, they got a thing going in the back. Uh, in the back parking lot where they got it nice and socially distanced and all that shit and um i'm gonna be on stage up there with uh clint breeze in the groove and american and you know what i mean i feel good about it it's gonna be a good night man i miss hearing live music i miss performing so i'm excited about that shit man pop out on that nigga real quick say what's up man listen to me perform my shit man. also uh New releases, man. Shout out to Sirius Black and Jonah, man. They dropped a, a, a new Overslept album. That shit is really good. You know what I mean? Come with the vibes for real. I like that shit. Uh, man, Sirius is one of my favorite writers in the fucking city. Like, this nigga brain just work different. I don't know what's up with it. So, you know what I mean? I, I always appreciate when he drops a new shit. Uh, I wanted to say congratulations to Andrew Cohen on his new movie, The Last Shift. And congratulations to Matthias for one of his songs being on that shit, man. I love to see it, bro, for real. You know what I mean? That motherfucker's linked up, man. I love both of y'all. Shout out to Point Dexter and Jake Huber. They dropped that, uh, it's a Jeopardy music video. (laughs) It's just hard. It got like a a Jeopardy sample. That boy boy Point Dexter floated in that bitch. But go check that shit out on Elevator. That shit hard. You know what I mean? I always love when Jake Huber drops something, man. He go all the way out. So, man, go listen to that. Uh, man, man, I really don't got nothing else to say. You feel me? I just wanted to, uh, give y'all that little, uh, alert. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna start keeping motherfuckers in touch on what's, what, what I'm listening to and what I'm fucking with. You know what I mean? Like, just using this intro just for, I don't know, just shit like that. So, uh, but in this episode, I talked to Double A. He owns a thrift store called Naptown Thrift. It's not really a thrift store, though. Like, they got some expensive shit in there. They got some good finds, you know what I mean? But it's a nice spot in, in, in my city, and, uh, you know what I mean? I love to see people start the shit from nothing, and the way he did it is real nice, and he real humble about it, man. He going crazy, so I hope y'all can uh, hear his story, maybe get inspired. Maybe, you and me fuck with him, pull up to the shop, get some shit, you feel me? So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, man, shit. That's all I got to say, man. Let's go ahead and start the motherfucking show. Five, four, three, two, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Draco and this motherfucker, man, bleeding all over the motherfucking place. Uh, goddamn. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, man, we got my boy, uh, Double A in this motherfucker, man. Uh, man, say what's up to the people, man. What's up? What's up? What's up? Hold it on, is, hold on, hold on, it hold on. is I. Hold on, let me make sure I got this up a little bit more. Say something else. Yo, yo, yo. Check. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, wait, which one of these is yours? Let's see. Say yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's better. Yeah, that's that's definitely better. Ooh, all right. So look, uh, man, introduce yourself, man. What do you do? Yeah, uh, my name is Aaron Marshall, but you know, I guess people in the in the local hip hop and streetwear scene uh, might know me as Double A. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm a I'm a local uh, business owner, um, of a vintage clothing store called Naptown Thrift, uh, and I also make 
rap music from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, this is cool. I'm glad we're here. Yeah, you know man. I mean? I've I've been loving what you've been doing and and a and a fan for a while. And thank you. It's just thank it, you. it's it's sweet to make this happen. You know, first time I seen you was um at the at the tattoo spot. You did a show yeah. with Flacco. Yep. That shit was hard. That was right? for that was for Grand Union's two year, I believe. Yeah. Or one you know, dinner was there one year. I ain't never seen a show in a tattoo spot before. Yeah, I had that shit either. was hard. Yeah, I was, it was like, tight. yeah. Like, and I, I still go to uh Aldo Rodriguez to get all my tats. I fuck so, with him. and he was he's the owner of that one. This shit's hard. Yeah, yeah. I be fucking with Adam Wallenberg. Oh yeah. He do all my shit. Yes, bro. That I just fucking, got my fucking chest done. I bro. seen that, bro. That the shit dragon hurt like a bitch. Oh, I'm already knowing, man. <laughs> I'm already knowing. It wasn't too crazy though. It wasn't as crazy as I thought it was gonna be. Like I got my stomach done, and that shit wasn't as crazy either. Like, like the worst tats I got was like my hand and like my neck and my fingers. Yeah, that shit hurt like a bitch. That's why I feel like I feel like a, a a bitch sometimes because like I just got a leg tat, and I'm like, man, there's hella meat on my leg. Like you would it think should, it you could be hurting this bad. Yeah. You know what I be trying to do? Like as long as I can flex the area, right? Like it hurt less, but like. When I just feel like I, like on my neck, there's yeah, nothing, nothing to flex. To flex. <laughs> it's just like, ah, wow. Like, I got to sit here like a little bitch right now. <laughs> that shit feel crazy, but it's cool. You feel me? I like I like getting inky. I yeah. ain't never really like, I feel like I took a long time to do it because if I would have started getting tatted when I wanted to, bro, oh, yeah, I would have so been. many shady tattoos. Yeah, I was about to say, just ones from friends that you need, yeah. to, you need to cover up later. Yeah, yeah. I, my first tat was in a... Uh, See, I had to at least get one in the, in the kitchen for the one time. You yeah, feel me? For sure. But like, yeah, I can't do that shit more than <laughs> once. You know what I mean? But thankfully, I ain't trying. You know what I mean? I ain't scared of it. Nah, I put that motherfucker out. You yeah, for me? sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's a time stamp yeah. of, of some of a moment in your life. Yeah, and that's why I don't really be caring like what I get tatted on me. Right. Because like I don't know, it's just shit. It's what I felt like doing. Right. When I did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So whatever. Uh, okay. So boom. Uh, you 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 you're. A business owner, you got a thrift store, and you're a rapper. Um, where are you from? I actually am born and raised here in Indianapolis yep. uh, by way of the Broderpool area. Nice. So hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, what school did you go to? You went to Broderpool High School? Uh, no, I didn't actually. I uh, I went to school from my dad's house, who was in Washington Township. So mm-hmm. I went through like you know John Strange and Eastwood, and uh, and I, I would have gone to North Central. I actually ended up going to a military school for high school out yeah. like two hours north of here in in Culver, Indiana. And then I came back in town and went to Butler for college. That's tight. So how'd you like college? College is cool. Honestly, it was it was dope for me being out of town for four years and being able to come back and kind of reacquaint myself with, you know, Indianapolis and and you know, my home and and mm-hmm. get reconnected. Cause that's when I was really kind of starting to, you know, be serious about music stuff and and you know, just try to get my feet wet within the local scene here. And I feel like college was a big opportunity for me to do that because I was more independent, but I was also, you know being able to attend shows and meet people and yeah. and then have like a small tight knit campus like Butler to really like uh be the foundation for my base and my brand and fan base, you know? Hell yeah. So uh what'd you go to school for? Uh recording industry studies actually. So it was a mix of like audio production and music business. That's but hard. And I I did like uh a lot of like sociology courses on the side as well, just kind of get, you know, exposed to a lot of different uh stuff on, on in that regard. But I mean I was running the our store out of a storage unit all through college. Were you really? Yeah. So and that's how Naptown Thrift started was a storage unit 
where we, where we just put all our fines, you know, <laughs> that we would have. And yeah. I would just take my homies from Butler there, like, just by appointment. Damn. And that turned into, like, a bigger storage unit. And then, you know, I graduated in 2018. Yeah. And then we spent that summer getting this spot ready. And then we opened in September 2018. That's hard. So, Damn. Yeah, bro. That's a lot. All right. So when you was in school, do you feel like, uh, did, like, did you take anything away from what you learned uh, on the music side? Um, honestly, damn near no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was just cause like it was weird. Like it, for my major, like I don't know. I I just didn't really connect with it that much. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm a big fan of being like uh engaged on the artist side of things. Yeah. But then like as far as like the actual like studio, like learning the board and everything, and in the production side of things, like it didn't really engage my interest so as much just as not I thought it that. was. Like I wasn't. I found myself actually being interested more in the music business side of things, like mm, the market, that's how I am. the marketing promotion stuff, the the A and R stuff, the yeah. all that. Um, it's that, just crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, weird. You realize it's a whole, whole other side of it. And and as and as an artist, like. Even before I started that major, I'm thinking like, yo, I'm about to love the studio. Like, I'm about to thrive in there. Mm. When really, I'm like, honestly, like, that's, you know, you as an artist, you don't, that doesn't have to be your lane. I don't like the studio. Yeah, I ain't never right. been to the studio. I never recorded in one before. Like, yeah. I've, like, watched niggas record in the studio. Right. You know what I don't like about studios? I don't like the fact that, like, somebody else is touching everything yeah. and then like you got to be able to communicate with this person the right way for sure or it's just gonna take forever yeah and i'm a type of motherfucker where like i'm gonna work on a bar for a minute because right. i gotta say it right, right. Like, i gotta say it right yeah. before i can move on yeah and it don't it's not like i'm like very critical but it's just like you want it to be perfect i'm gonna click it off and do it again immediately i don't i'm not trying to like be like hey bro <laughs> like, run that back yeah yeah, yeah. yeah right. nah, not not that oh no nah, you too far like, yeah right or just cut it off when i <laughs> just right you know i said that word wrong bro <laughs> and that's and that's why like it's you know shout out to all the engineers i've worked with man because like i've only recorded in home studios myself like never any yeah. professional studio shit yeah. just because like I, i'm with you bro it doesn't feel the same as far as like the energy in there it just feels almost kind of cold and like yeah. i'm just i'm just in there paying for some shit exactly and, just uh, paying for some yeah. shit man go so, home so shout out to the but to, yeah, to nah. the people who yeah they making money they doing shit right you yeah for me? sure like, and but i mean what i was going to say is like it's important when you can sync up with somebody on mm-hmm. a different level engineering wise yeah. and be able to communicate that without being like super professional with it you know it's crazy <clears throat> that's like only other person i've like ever had record me was Mateus, bro yeah and like me and like that's my nigga. So, well, I was like, about to say, yeah, y'all tied anyway. When we like when I'm there, we just be here, and then like yeah. I say some shit, like to explain some shit. That's not it. Don't even make sense. Like if I was to say it like right now, what right. I would say like while I'm recording, like hey, <laughs> he'd be like, nigga, what? <laughs> but like he just got it. I'd be like trying to over explain. He's like, nigga, I got it. I got yeah, it right. And I'd be like, oh wow, y'all in sync. He got it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Hell yeah. All right. So cool. Uh, man. So when you were younger, yeah. I guess, like, what was life like growing up for you? Like, um, I don't know, like, just uh, your upbringing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was cool. Uh, I came from a split household. Mm-hmm. Um, my, you know, my mom still lives in, in the Broderpool area. And my dad, obviously, like I said, kind of lives um, in the Glendale area. And so I was, you know, they're not too far apart from each other, but I was, 
you know, switching houses every other night and, yeah. you know, going to school, being dropped off so I could go to school. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, but I mean, bro, the thing is like, I'm in a rare situation where like my parents are divorced, but like they're really good friends still. That's tight. And so like they were, you know, it, it didn't feel different to me. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like I just had extra parents cause they both remarried. You know, I felt like I had two sets of parents mm-hmm. to, to get the same amount of love from. That's what's and up. so like my upbringing was, bro, it was, I, I you know, I can't complain at all. Yeah, it was cool. it was awesome, man. And then I like that. and then, you know, taking that over into like, you know, my schooling. I think I was blessed to attend, you know, good, you know, public schooling like, you know, Washington Township, I think provides. I liked Eastwood. I yeah. went to Eastwood for a year. Oh, word? Yeah. I went to Belzer and then I went to Eastwood. Gotcha. I think for like two years. Yeah. Yeah. And then I ended up at North Central. Okay. Yeah. For sure. But like I didn't really like school. I, I wasn't a fan of it. You feel right. me? I started school late though, because I was homeschooled to like fifth grade. Oh, where? Yeah. So like I'm excited to just have my kids in school yeah, for the sure. whole time well, and just see what it's like. For and, them. I, and I feel like I'm lucky because like I know with public school, I was exposed to a lot of diversity already from a young age mm-hmm. to where like I feel like a lot of kids could be sheltered yeah. if, depending on what schooling they're put in from a young age to where like they may not see somebody of a different race until whenever. It's crazy, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Imagine to think about. if you was just in Carmel with the, like your oh, entire bro. life. I've, I've heard, <laughs> I've heard too many horror stories man, from, from from friends or, or people who have gone through. You know, we're not gonna name too yeah, many yeah, names, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but you know, you know what I mean. For I mean, sure. I'm I'm lucky to be where I was at, to be exposed to where I was at, and to have the friends that I have, and and you know, be able to see things with an open mind now. For know? sure, for sure. Were you always into hip hop? No, I wasn't actually, and I. So kind of playing back off the upbringing question, I, you know, I really wasn't raised in a hip hop household. Mm. Um, my parents were more into like kind of, you know, uh, rock, uh, you know, pop kind of stuff like um, uh, even like bluesy kind of soul stuff. Mm. So like it was a lot of like Michael Jackson or like, uh, um, you know, uh, the Mills Brothers or like uh, Aaron Neville or like. I don't even know who them people are. Yeah, bro. Shout out to Big Mike, though. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I mean, but then like my dad is a big fan of like John Mellencamp, which is kind of like the classic like Indiana, like Hoosiers, yeah. you know, kind of rock sound. Yeah. Um, and then so, you know, going back to the diversity, which was public school, like mm. I was just immediately thrown into a whole realm of hip hop. I bet. And, you know, I. I was already friends with all these kids who were listening to it. Yeah. And I was like, you know, it, it wasn't anything that I, you know, was told not to listen to. Or it wasn't <laughs> anything that I was against. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was an easy transition to where I was like, oh, like, this shit is tight. And I wanted to familiarize myself with that genre. So, you know, I was I was trying to pick up on it as much as I could to, you know, be able to relate more with my friends at school. Yeah, And, uh, you know, my parents... You know, I, I didn't know. You know, it was weird. Like, you don't know. Because, like, obviously, there's more, like, cursing and shit in hip-hop than, than like, yeah, other yeah. genres. Rap and, music is, it gets crazy. It does. And so, like, initially introducing that to parents who weren't initially hip to that <laughs> is, like, it's nervous. Like, I was Are they nervous. still? Like, do they? Oh, bro, they, 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 they love it. They, they love it, bro. That's and that's, that's, that's the response. They, it was the best response I could have possibly imagine and like even when i started rapping and like recording myself like by myself like real shittily and like uploading on soundcloud like just real low-key shit like i would hide it from my parents like i wouldn't (laughs) tell them i was doing it and then like my dad like found it yeah i don't know how but he found it he just like brought it up real subtly he was like hey man i've been listening to something new i was like oh what's that pops he's like 
yeah, man, it's this this cat. He, you know, he goes by Double A. Like, do you know him? I was like, oh, hey, I know that. That, know that shit made your stomach. Oh, it, it, it made my stomach <laughs> drop. I was like, I was like, damn, how many fucks did I say in the last in that last song? Like, what is fuck? Yeah, bro. So he he just pulled it up real smooth. And from from then on out, though, they've just been hella supportive and you know just a, a fan of almost like it reminds me of me in elementary school, bro. Like trying to learn like more, you know, of what I was trying to learn back then. Yeah, you know, like trying to just be able to relate with what I know now mm. in that genre. So what's the uh, what's the first rap music you remember like being a fan of or like uh the first shit you downloaded or had like a CD of where you was like oh shit. Man, probably it would probably have to be Graduation by Kanye West. Where? Um not that like there wasn't music that I heard before then mm -hmm. because there was. I mean, but there's always but, that one. But there's always that one that sticks out. So I remember like my mom took me to Target mm -hmm. and just to get like some other groceries and shit. And, you know, I we just like happened to walk by the music section and I seen, you know, that cover's real bright. And I was like, I was like, yeah, like I, I seen I seen a homies talking about that. Like, mom, can I buy it? Sure. She made me cop the clean version. <laughs> and so, you know, I had the clean CD and I had the little like portable CD player and I would take it on the bus, bro. I had that whole thing memorized from like front to back. Um, just, it's a good album. It's a great album. It's a really man. good yeah. album. What's your favorite? Is that your favorite Kanye album? Yeah. Just, just I think, and I'm biased, obviously, because I is have the just because nostalgic attachment to it. But no, I think it's it's still like Denner his best album. I feel that so. mine, mine was Carter Two. Yeah, like I I used to just like drawing and art and like writing right. like books and shit. You right. feel me? Because like just being homeschooled, I just like to read. And right. just, I like words. You know what I mean? But it's bro, like listening to the Carter Two just like ended all that shit. It was the Carter Two in my first CD. Nah, I think my first CD was like the the Like Mike album. <laughs> oh, hey, bro! Yeah, I can't even album. lie. Like it's movie, movie soundtracks. Yeah, yeah. Like that was damn near the, was the first man. shit. Yeah, you're right. Man. Damn, I didn't even think of that. But then I got uh, man, Carter Two was crazy. I just remember like, oh yeah, and Chris Brown's album. I don't know what that first album he dropped Exclusive? was called. Nah, nah. Or was it Chris Brown by Chris? I Brown? I think it was just the, the subtitle. Yeah, yeah, the subtitle was fire. That yeah, shit made me want to dance. Like, and yeah. I'm a horrible dancer. Yeah. I, I had to get over that shit for sure. But then I was like, all right, cool. So I just learned every word to the Carter Two. That shit like changed my life. You that's feel tight. me? So, yeah, bro. That's a classic as well. Hell yeah, it is. And uh, so yeah, I, Wayne and Kanye, bro. Those were like the two that got me into hip hop. Fuck yeah, definitely. That's a, that's a good too. Yeah, that's some legendary motherfucking. Yeah, dude. definitely, man. Uh, all right. So how old are you? Twenty five. All right, so we the same age. Well, I'm 26 now, but you 2013. Uh, what do you mean? Graduate high school? Yeah, 2014. All right, so same same I, I, difference. I just turned 25 early August, so I'm gonna say this. So like, yeah. man, I don't know what the experience is like for kids right now, but yeah. a lot of music kind of sounds the same, or uh, the genres are pretty clean cut. Right? Yeah, for like, sure. It wasn't a lot of just random shit popping up over the last like six years. I don't I don't feel like right. You know what I mean? But Six years? Is that the right amount? Fuck it. But <laughs> I know from 2010 to 2013, yeah. there was like 19 different switches in hip hop. Oh, yeah. I talked to, to Matthias about this for a minute. But like, this is some shit that I like to connect with like for niggas my age. Because like, all right, so boom. I'm going to tell you how this looked from my eyes. But I want to <laughs> know how it was from your eyes. Yeah. So like eighth grade, it went from like quickly from like, Niggas wearing baggy clothes and shit like that. Maybe not eighth grade. Maybe a little bit before, before that. that. Yeah, but I remember when like niggas started jerking. Yes, that was a bro. That was huge. Right, and that was huge, yeah. huge. And I, I, I really, honestly remember when niggas immediately like got over it because like I was an eighth grader. So then niggas got to high school and niggas was like, 
but we not wearing uh, bright ass clothes and shit right. like that no more. Right. And going to the mall and like jerking in the parking lots and shit. Right. But nigga, we still in the skinnies. Yeah. You feel me? And then quickly we had currency, uh, Wiz and Mac. Right. Right. And then you had TDE. Danny Brown, ASAP right. Mob, right. Uh, fucking Tyler the Creator, and yes. I Future, and all that yes. shit, and everybody just started picking just different lanes and going through different phases, yeah. all in like bro, like two years. Yeah, it was, bro. it was crazy. Like you had niggas become stoners, uh, you had niggas become motherfucking weird, yeah, like right. super duper yeah, weird, right? Kind of outcast tip. type stuff. Like niggas was like. By like fucking cats and I want to fart on people. Yeah, like, right. You and that me? was like, and that was like cool because it was mind. funny. Yeah, yeah right. Or niggas is like, oh, I'm trill. Yeah, I, I, I like that shit better. Right. I was like, yo, right. I'm fucking But then, with this. but then you still had the whole wave that was like with the Rick Ross, Jay Z, like, like yeah, don't forget classic fucking, gangster rap. Don't forget Maybach, Maybach music. Yeah. Everybody crazy. was going crazy, but like those people wouldn't fuck with our future. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nah, it was a whole lot going on. You yeah, feel was, me? yeah, and then oh. Chief Keef. Oh, yeah, that was all that shit too. when fucking him. You feel me? And me, I'm a consumer of all that shit. I didn't like really identify to anything yeah. ever in my well, whole life. And, you then, feel me? and then you got to think of the new, that new Atlanta sound that came out. Like, and then that, that changed the whole fucking thing. It's a whole nother yeah. shit. You feel me? Yeah. But like, uh, what was it like for you seeing that shit kind of develop? And how did you, uh, what did you appreciate the most? What were you the biggest fan of in high school? Or you feel me? What did you identify with the most? Um, That's a good question. Cause, in in high school, it was weird, you know, being at a military school and not being able to leave. Like mm -hmm. we were kind of in a bubble. A military school. Yeah, and it was like a military. What's that like? It was a military boarding school. Well, it was, it was honestly, bro. Like it sounds whack as hell, and it was at times. Yeah. But it was also like pretty fucking cool. It's all dudes. Uh, no, nah, it was a girls' school as well. But it, but that wasn't military. It was uh -huh. like a girls' boarding school attached to the. Boys military school. So is it like some like like JROTC type shit? It used to be, but mm. but now uh in the past, I don't know, probably 25 30 years, they changed it to where it was just like a focus on teaching leadership to or, to young men and women. Hell yeah. So That's tight. I mean it was cool and and you got to really like become family with the people you were living with because mm. you literally were living with them for 4 years. Yeah. And um That's so All right, that's kind of confusing. It is. Well, and, and and so then transition back to the question, like, yeah, um, that influenced who I was listening to a lot yeah. because it was hella people from all over the all over the world, mind you. Like yeah. this, this is an international school, and so they were coming in showing me hella different shit yeah. that I may have not been hip to if I was just left to my own means of finding shit. For sure. And so I don't know, man. It's crazy. Like I remember hearing Kendrick for the first time in in high school. And that just like blowing my mind because like you you ever hear somebody that you're just like, wow, he's clearly leaps and bounds above everybody else. You know what I didn't like? So my whole thing about Kendrick at first that made me pay attention to him was his voice. And yeah, how right. he be it talking was, yeah, like this for and sure. shit. And I'd be like, yo, what's up with his voice? <laughs> <laughs> like that shit was fucking me up. Yeah, right. Like, Damn, what I hear, I heard HOC. Uh, I think it's called like high off contact. But it was yeah. it was just like about him just not smoking. Yeah. And like I was like, that shit's cool. That shit's cool. But then I saw the video, and I saw like how everybody else was just doing low budget, cool ass videos. Right, and I was like, for sure. They're hard. Well, because and with those low budget videos, like you were focusing on what the fuck they were saying yeah. rather than the video. And the niggas got bars. Oh, they bars for. And what was crazy was like to me, it was the first time that you heard bars be considered like cool and popular music. For sure, because he was combining the two like. 
you can still damn near turn up to some shit, but at the same time, like you're like, yo, he's he's spitting. Like, and all them niggas is like, like gangsters. So yeah, it's like, right. you feel me? Now, now I ain't gonna say like they are like gangsters, but, but it's like they ain't no 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 uh super duper ultra like like do goody ass motherfuckers. It didn't feel like, but at the same time, they weren't intimidating. Yeah, like yeah. you know how you know even what I'm like schoolboy, like, yeah, like, right. They seem like, like some cool like niggas. They, like they, yeah, they were. They kind of had the gangster yeah. tip to them, but they were also like kind of the weird dudes that you were talking about earlier. Like yeah. they, they TDE. I feel like for me was probably what I gravitated most toward in high school because they blended that really well. You know what yeah. I fuck with about TDE? Out of everybody that I named that came out around that same time, they cool with all of them. Oh yeah, like them niggas is cool with Tyler oh, yeah. and fucking Rocky yes. and and. I, I, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that shit is crazy because you don't see shit like that happen, even in nigga cities. No. Nah. So for like them to just be at, coming up, rising up in hip hop together, yeah. and all get clicked up like for that sure. is crazy. And then and then also be shitting on everybody, and like, then still be shitting <laughs> on everybody. Like God damn. Yeah. And you'd be like, damn, these niggas is really cool. You feel me? Yeah. And I like that. Like so, I always like. All right. So would you say Kendrick is your favorite out of TDE? Uh, probably yeah. Yeah, I like Schoolboy. Yeah, you feel me? I just like the fact that like, like the nigga. At first, I like it, that he made like stoner music, but it was still like kind of like gangster. Yeah. But then it's like I like how he do this shit with his voice because I kind of got this weird kind of voice thing sometimes. Yeah. But then I like how he be like, uh, he be making music for festivals intentionally. Yeah. And I like niggas that got the power to do some shit like that. You right. know what I mean? Because right. like he can tour forever. Oh, for sure. Off like you ever you ever go back and listen to like. Like man of the year or yeah. like hell of a night yes, or something. Bro. You'd be like, bro, this nigga make college Classics. music, bro. That yes. shit's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because like, I don't know. I I know like on some of his albums, you could see kind of some of that label influence yeah. that was like, yo, we need that that college hit. He was bringing it though. <laughs> he was. You feel me? I was like, damn, like that shit crazy. All right, all right. I don't want to go. Oh yeah, let's we see, can we see. can talk about TDE for days. Yeah, <laughs> forever. Hey, honestly, sh- hey, shout out J Rock though. That's shout out J Rock, bro. I he need more, bro. That album he bro, just dropped last uh, is fire. fire. Yeah, fire. I just he don't get enough love, so he don't. He really don't. Hey, yo, where your rap name come from? Mm. It actually came from my government, uh, Aaron being A A R O N. Really, I wish I had a cooler. <laughs> That's hard. I wish I had a co- I had a cooler story than that, but I don't. Uh, yeah. And actually, it was in high school when I was first kind of dabbling with like recording myself and rapping and. Uh, I had this I had this corny ass bar in like the first verse, the first shit I ever rapped on a mic. And yeah. I was like, cause you know, I was trying to, I was like, man, how could I like put my name in there but make it sound cool? I was like, yo, it's that double A flow that you haters gonna know, that something. And and then and then like the homies like who are hearing me like rap it were like, yo, like double A flow, like that's tight. So they like some of them started calling me double A flow. And I was like, yo, that's like I don't like having flow. Like, hey man, ease up off the ease, off the yeah, off the flow. Get the flow. Out yeah. Of <laughs> so so then so I don't know what it was, like double A just stuck. Like it wasn't something that I was like, yo, that's gonna be my rap name. But it was just what people kind of started calling me from that whack verse that I initially spit. For sure. And it just stuck. And I it was weird, like through the years, like I was thinking, like, yo, should I Cause you see, like you see, dudes come up and their name is Kendrick Lamar or their name's yeah. Travis Scott, and it yeah. sounds like it could be a actual like person's name. I like first and last names. bro. Draco McCoy is a hard ass name. It's cool. It's and tight. Draco's my real name, so it yeah, worked. for sure. Me? And or like, bro, honestly, like 
you you love or hate this man's music, but Wiz Khalifa is a hard ass name. Wiz Khalifa bro. is the hardest <laughs> name ever, bro. Like what the fuck, bro? I was like, what the fuck is a Wiz That's Khalifa, bro? But it is ever, the hardest bro. name <laughs> ever. He's like, come yes, on. bro. I, I sat there, I was like, how could I come up with a name as good as that? I was like, hard. and then and then when I couldn't, I was like, well, double A is gonna work. Man, Wiz Khalifa is a magical name. Bro, you crazy me? dog. That shit sound like some shit like like from a rapper in a movie. Yes. You feel me? Like yeah. they put posters up of shit. You know I don't know I mean? if he's ever explained how that name came to him, but I feel like it had to come to him in like a, a dream. <laughs> yeah, right. Like a genie, like he walked, yeah. came up and said, Wiz yeah, Khalifa. Right, right, right. <laughs> Funny as fuck. All right, so so you remember the first song you made. What were you using to record when you first started recording? You was recording yourself. Uh, nah, actually it was like some of the upper, it was like freshman year, mm-hmm. uh, in high school and, and some of the upperclassmen had like a mic set up in there cause we had like dorm rooms yeah. and they had a mic set up in their room, you know, the whole like blanket over, thrown over some shit to help, uh, the, the reverb or whatnot sure, and, and, sure. A, and some shitty mic pressed up against it with a pop filter. And yeah. I mean, at least it was better than like an Xbox headset, <laughs> uh, but it was, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't much higher than that. I mean, fuck it. But yeah, I mean? it was cool though. Cause like, it was the first time like really kind of fucking with like, I think we were recording it on like, man, they may have used like audacity or I used some to shit. Use audacity. Yeah. That's what I started with. All right. And I, I'm, I remember when I started first recording myself, it was just on GarageBand or whatever, but yeah. it was kind of cool just dabbling with that and getting to learn and getting, like you said, bro, like when you record by yourself, you can sit there and, and, test each line Mm -hmm. like and redo it Mm -hmm. and really not have anybody sitting there judging you like making you hurry up like you can take your own time with everything and then I don't like what niggas tell me that they don't like something I did or said like right nigga I ain't done yeah (laughs) for sure right leave me alone yeah if I don't like it I'm changing later yeah feel me like I don't need and cause I'm I'm the type of motherfucker that like uh I I don't need like uh like immediate like pat on the back, yeah. But I need somebody to bounce off of, yeah. So like, if if I do something and like they don't like a part, I'm gonna just scrap the whole song for sure. But I need to get it off yeah. first. You feel me? So like, yeah. you stay over there. I'm gonna send this to you later and, and just tell me what you think honestly, you right? Feel me? And honestly, bro, like going back to how we were talking about just being in synergy with an engineer that you may be with, mm-hmm. like to me, that was that person, mm-hmm. like uh, the homie Phil who had been recording me for since I first like actually wanted to be serious and Shout sound good. Phil. Shout out to Philip David, yeah. Um, and bro, like he had a home studio set up and it sounded way better than what I was recording with in my high school dorm room. Yeah, and but bro, he was like that person that like I would do a take, and I'm I'm the type of person as well who like I don't like hella people in the studio with me. Mm. Like I, I've bro, I've never had a lot of people because bro, me. you that see, sounds weird. You bro. see these like. Hollywood studio sessions, bro, yeah. and they have like twenty motherfuckers in the man, studio. Even with them. shit, niggas here, like that's I've, true. I've too. been in like in some studios, and I'd be like, man, like that's tight that niggas could get their whole crew, <laughs> crew, yeah, right, and like just be posted with their niggas because it's probably yeah. fun. Like yeah. I'd be like, damn, like yeah, I wish I had some niggas to, br- to bring around. You right, just I'm, kick I'm, it damn, with. I'm damn near just bitter, bro. <laughs> but like, like, cause, but also, like, nigga, I wouldn't get nothing done if no, I was paying I for studio time. Hell no, nah, man. The gang is there. That, Come on, bro. It's crazy you said that because that's the other thing. Like, bro, when I'm in there, bro. That's time is money. Yeah, like, bro. and I don't want to waste the engineer's time. Like, yeah. that's his time too. Yeah, bro. But he, you know, he was that person that like I was asking him like, bro, if this is whack, you know, tell me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, that was big for me. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I like that. Uh, how did you develop your rap style? Man, that's it's weird to think like you rap. You rap with a lot of words. Yeah, right. Cause I and I do that shit too. Yeah. But I had to stop myself from doing that. Cause like niggas is like, bro, we know you can say a bunch of words. Like we know you can rap fast. But I like to rap fast. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Like, 
You feel me? I'd be like, I love my Hennie and enemies. The closest enemy. My, I'm a little entity. I know these niggas weak. They all just like, I just like to go off and yeah. just like, just like play with it. But and then. Play with words. Yeah, yeah. But then I also do this shit where I just scream too much or I get raspy too much. Right. Like, it's just a lot of different shit. But like, now I'm using auto-tune and like figuring that shit out. For because sure. like, I like to hear that shit. Yeah. I want to make what I like to hear. So what, how did you like develop your shit? What's crazy hearing you say that, bro. Like, I feel like, you know, when you think about it, your sound is also just kind of developed from like dudes, people you respect anyway. Yeah. Because yeah. like you were just saying like you respect how Schoolboy is able to switch up his voice mm -hmm. and flow. Yeah. And then you were just saying how like I had to realize like I liked how that sounded so I wanted to do that. Yeah, I and, like to make sure I like to hear it. And, and you don't, it's not like you, you're you making a conscious effort to be like, I'm going to sound like Schoolboy Q. No, you sound like Draco McCoy, but yeah. with those type of tendencies. Yeah. I mean like if I, if I didn't hear niggas, all right, so like I grew up, my mama was always playing like like I heard a lot of mystical, yeah, and then like a lot of like Lil Jon and the East Side Boys, yeah. and like Crime Mob, yes, and like just shit where niggas is like making like a very aggressive bro, music. Dudes will make a career off their voice, yeah, bro. And like you know what I mean. I like people with cool voices, yeah, and, and I feel if, like I got a cool voice. You do, and folks wasn't listening to mystical for the bars, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, he got this one song, bro. I always forget the name of it, but it's like about like his sister being murdered, yeah. And like, like he's just like murderer, right? Bitch, you killed my sister, like, right. he, but like There's he's emotion. going off, and I'm yeah. like, yo, this nigga is really like, raw, you yeah, feel for me? sure, like, fuck, and that's respectable. Yeah. And so I think then to answer your question, like, I don't know how just the people I listened to over and over and really respected, and mm. and I, I'm one of those people too who like I listen to a project. And if it's really good and it inspires me, it makes me want to create. Yeah, me too. And um, and I'm like, you know, damn, like, let me try to pen a verse as good as that, you mm -hmm. know? And and so then, like, stylistically, I'll challenge myself to get in a different bag. But at the same time, like, it's, bro, everything you said, like, it's just making me think about <laughs> own shit that I, my own shit that I do. Because, yeah. like, yeah, you're right. I am kind of wordy at times. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, like, on some of my more recent records, like, I've been sitting back and, like, Yo, like I can't like this space doesn't need a whole lot of shit in it to be powerful or mm -hmm. to or to make an impact. I feel like that depends on the beats too. Like, it does. I realize like when I'm working with Matthias, like back in the day, I was over rapping on his beats because he was making some real complex, real dark beats. Yeah. But Matthias is like a super producer right now. You feel me? Yeah. Like he always been just he always had the gift. But I feel like he makes beats so that anybody can rap on it because he gives it air Definitely. so that the artists can do what they're going to do. You know what Definitely. I mean? But I'd be like, you know, my nigga Black Youth is just another one of like my main producers yeah. and he makes beats that are so complex where it's like, you can't over rap yeah. on that motherfucker yeah. because you want them to hear the beat. what he did. Let you it, know Let it I mean? breathe. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't want to, it's almost like, I heard niggas say this as an insult to somebody before, but you got to kind of be like a condiment on the on the on the on the on the dish that is the song bro. you know what i mean one of my and I, I said this before like one of my favorite quotes of all time was actually from uh gold link mm -hmm. and he had said like because they were asking about his process of looking for beats he was like i look for beats that are 99 percent done and the one percent that the beat needs is my voice on top of it yeah yeah i mean it's real yeah you know what i mean and that and i didn't really understand that shit until i started getting into producing myself right and learning how to do it just so I can know what I'm doing. Yeah, you feel for me? sure. I'm in the auto-tune and I'm in the notes and all this shit. I used to be in band, so... Oh, okay. Uh, you know what I mean? Shit like that kind of comes natural, but it, it, it's all about just learning what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you use now to record? 
uh, I actually still go to, uh, I, I either go to my homie Phil, who I mentioned earlier, or I don't know if you're uh, familiar with Willis. Yeah. Um, I fuck with him. Yeah. So he he has a home set up as well that I go and fuck with him. So I'll either kind of rotate between the two, mm. you know, no matter who who's free or or, mm-hmm. or who might be more available. Or For sure. So yeah. Wait, so I don't even know if you answered the question. What's or, that? I might have cut you off. But like, 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 all right. So when you make a project. Mm-hmm. What do you what's what's the point you're trying to get across? What do you try to do? Is it more artful in your eyes, or is it more like uh like you just want to just make a bunch of shit and then put it out, or like like what is it for you? Yeah, it's I guess it it's I don't know it's it it can vary because like I think the last time I had a really focused narrative with my project mm-hmm. was like my first shit that I dropped here kind of locally that got noticed, which was uh my project Delaware in 2017, mm-hmm. and that was just about like my uh, experience living in LA for three months and like kind of taking all the stuff that I knew from Naptown and applying it to LA yeah. and then learning and being around artists out there and then bringing it back to You liked city. it out there? I did. I did and I didn't. Yeah. You know? I, it, shit, I feel that. Yeah, it was, it was inspiring, man. It's such good creative energy out there yeah. and uh you see a lot of people moving and shaking and like, bro, you get into an Uber out there and you ask like what they do and Uber is like one of seven things that they're trying to fucking do. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, what the fuck is this hustling out there? Oh, yeah, bro. Like half day ass in acting school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, good. they doing what they uh, can yeah. do. You feel me? Yes, bro. Everybody waiting for a break. Yes. And that's yes. why I like it here because I could be around a lot of normal motherfuckers. You right. feel me? Like I feel like going somewhere where everybody's trying to become famous. Right. It's a little overwhelming for me. For sure. Me. And then, so going back to your question, like, I think from that point forward, but even with that project, a lot of times it's the beat selection, bro. That's where it starts with me. And, you know, and I don't even like, it's not like I pick out eight beats and say, this is going to be the project. Mm -hmm. It's more like I'm kind of finding them as I go, but they all kind of stylistically mesh well together. Yeah. Um, And, you know, you you end up having a certain vibe to the project that you may not have set out with initially. And like, a lot of times I don't even have the name for the project or yeah. like the theme for the project initially, bro. Like you said, I think you when you're asking the question, like, do you just make good shit? Yeah, and, like some yeah. motherfuckers just push it together and then be like, I'm gonna call this that. Yeah, you feel yeah, me? Like that's sure. how I make my songs. Like I'll be like, just I'll freestyle the whole shit and then like be like, Man, what did I say in that verse? Or right, that's the title. Right. <laughs> you exactly. know what I mean? But exactly. when I make a tape, I know what it's called. For sure. And what I want it to sound like before I started. But that's usually because I work with like I try to stay with one producer. I was, I was just, you it's crazy I mean? you said that. I was just about to say like one my last project, which was, uh, it was executively produced by Diop. He did all the production on it or whatever. Mm. Um, and, and it was crazy, you know, cause and those producers are going to have their own style and sound. Yeah. And so then that already sets the tone for the project mm-hmm. um, as far as what it's going to sound like. For sure. And so, yeah, exactly what you said, bro. If you work with a single producer for an entire project and do a collab that way, like, it already gives you that sound. It helps. And I be wanting them to get their point off too. Like whatever, if they really care as much as I care, like then we can be like, yo, is this shit done? Like, no, it ain't done yet. And it's like, you feel me? It's like, we can get the whole thing formed to where from beginning to end, all the levels sound the same. You feel me? Uh, And, and it's just consistent. I like consistency. Definitely. Uh, I try my best, you know? Yeah. All right. So let's see. Uh, What initially, okay. All right, two things. So what's the local hip-hop scene in your eyes? Like, what introduced you to it first? Yeah. And how do you feel is affected the way that you see things or the way that you moved in your life Man. as far as hip-hop goes? That's a good question. Um, 
I, I think initially I was introduced to it through just attending shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was listening to one of your past episodes with Oreo. Yeah. And you were just talking about how, like, you know, how to get your feet wet in the scene. Yeah. And, you know, part of that is just is talking to people, introducing yourself, shaking hands, mm-hmm. you know, paying to get into for a show. Yeah. And not expecting to be on stage, but just, like, taking just it in. in. There. Yeah, soaking yeah. it in. Um, so that's kind of what I did. And then, uh, you know, just making weird connections like uh, the homie Gritty, um, my fiance's dad mm-hmm. was his mail carrier. Mm-hmm. And he was like trying to put everybody on his mail route to my <laughs> shit. And, <laughs> he, and he happened to like uh, see Gritty and talk about him to me. And then fast forward, I run into Gritty like out and he's like, yo, like double A, right? <laughs> I was like, whoa, like, what's up? Like, yeah. I hadn't been, like, recognized or anything, you know? It, was, it was felt weird, and and we just started to topping it up, and he's like, yeah, like, I'm going to be taking out, helping take over this series that they're doing at GPC called The Dojo. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I wasn't really hip to what that was, but, like, you know, it's something that's been going on. Shout out Doug, you know, who have been who have been doing that for a while. And, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, my first, like, show within the local scene was at GPC back in the spring of 2017. and That was a good year. And, bro, yes. And so it was me and Stokes on that, on that dojo show. Yeah. And it was just like, bro, I stepped in there as, like, kind of the new kid, you know? Mm-hmm. And just the, the natural, like, energy of people, like, you know, with the hip-hop crowd, bro, I feel like it's rare occasions where people aren't, if they don't know you already, people aren't, like, in my experience they're gonna try to fill you out first yeah and like you have to you don't just get respect from the jump yeah and so i mean they want you to i feel like niggas want to want to come across you first for sure but they don't want to come across you as a rapper right like i want to hear about a motherfucker before i meet him you know what i mean right and then, cause that's just because, like, you just see, like, if you were to right now to see somebody rapping, you are gonna be like, yo, what the, what's going on with yeah, that? You yeah, know what I mean? Right. And like, I, I never like telling people I rap. I never like walking in niggas like, yo, listen to my shit, like, yeah, shit like that, because I know it just, I don't like when niggas do that shit to me. No, and like, right. word of mouth is the hardest shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's just how it go. And out here, the easiest way to get respect is if motherfuckers at least heard of you and then can see it something. With their own eyes, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think. I don't know. For, well, and from that dojo show, the people in there, you know, that was like the first time I met Diop. That was mm-hmm. one of the first time. That was one of the initial times I was chopping it up with Distinct or Serious Black or, yeah. you know, people who like were Great already. People. Yeah. Good people and people who were, you know, kind of knew what they were doing mm-hmm. in the scene. Um, And yeah, I mean, I, I made a good initial, you know, impression yeah. on people. And, bro, that really, like, that first show just kind of set me up because, you know, I knew I had the skill set. I knew I had the material ready. Mm-hmm. I just needed, like, you know, a show to it's just a get a good look. Like- and it was a good vibe. It wasn't, like, it wasn't some, like, opener shit where I was going to be, like, one of three hours worth of openers at, at wherever. And- the worst Yes, shit, bro, bro. The worst shit. I, bro, I'd be like, bro, miss me with that shit, yes, please, bro. bro. I hate it. I, I hate it. Come on, bro. And, and we've all done... Our, our share of those, Man, you right? know, initially. Got them Emerson shows Oh, my and God, shit. dog. I'd be like, bro, I'm, ain't no fucking way no, I'm about to sit. No, 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 no sir. No, no, for sure. So I think... <laughs> I did a bunch of shows at the Emerson, oh, too. Always, always. A bunch of those. You know what? The best thing about that shit, though, I ain't never even gonna knock it because, like, you feel me? What I didn't like is that they was having motherfuckers selling tickets. Yes, bro. And you that, feel me? And that determined how... <laughs> How much they fuck with you? I mean, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> I really just think it's it's a. I don't want to talk shit on you. Feel me? Yeah, I for like sure. the people that work there. Yeah, definitely. You feel me? But like, it, it was a weird situation, and motherfuckers 
whoever got the most money to pay was just always, oh, or whoever, whatever, whatever, motherfuckers is always there. Yeah. Every fucking show. You yeah. Know I mean, that shit got it. should get weird. You know what I mean? I like the fact, though, that it was a good way to practice. I learned a lot on them stages. Oh, you feel bro, me? Cause a lot. You get, you get people in front of you that do or don't know you, and then... I mean, you fuck it up. And that's the thing. Like, I've seen folks with material. Like, they can rap and they mm-hmm. have material, mm-hmm. but their stage presence is ass. Man. And, and, and that'll 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 kill a crowd. It'll kill a fucking crowd. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge place, first of all. Yes. The sound travels yes. crazy. You feel me? Motherfuckers is not there to see you, bro. No, so. exactly. <laughs> you like, yeah, like, you already starting off, like, low. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. You got to earn people's respect. You got to so, earn it. You feel me? And I, it's a good learning. If you choose it, if you see it as that, You'll learn. I don't know. I don't see any other opportunities for people to just get up and figure out, you feel me, how to perform. Yeah. And yeah, you could say what you want about the Emerson or whoever, but like they were giving folks hella looks. They bro. was giving niggas looks, man. Yeah, I got bro. some good looks out there. Yes. Let me shout out to Emerson. Yes. And you know shout out I mean? to them. Uh, uh, goddamn. And everybody that was working out there, you know, I love y'all. Thank you. Yes, thank you, for sure. Thank you. Shit, man. Uh, let's see. What helped you get your music out there the most? Like, you think it was just that one project finally? Or, like, you feel me? What do you think was helping just boost your shit up to people and found out who you was? Man, it's kind of crazy. I think it was a mix of a lot of things. Um, Part of it was, like, it's crazy. Like, I was telling you about kind of that first show and, Mm -hmm. like, the folks in there, like, from that show, somebody was like, hey, yo, I saw you at that show. You trying to perform this other show. Yeah. And then I performed that other show. And somebody at that show said, hey, yo, I saw you perform at this show. You trying to perform at this show. Yeah. And I, I said yes to that show. And then at that next show, it, bro, it's a never any cycle. So I'm like, you know, that first time you kind of get a taste of like success locally mm-hmm. even. Like not, bro, success is defined in so many I value, different weird ways. I value respect in the city or yeah. like just even just like being able to be like at at the grocery store and motherfuckers be like, yo, like that's Draco. Yeah. Or like you feel me? Like shit yeah. like that is tight to me. It's, it you is know cool. What I mean, like I, I, I know a lot of people who don't give a damn. Exactly. You feel me? And that's that's cool. But I, I like it. Yeah. I like the whole well, hometown guy shit. It is, and because that person took the time to like listen to your shit. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we're I don't know if you're ever at the level where you should act like this, but we're not at the level yet to where we can just dismiss people who Hell no, who never. fuck with us, you know? I, I mean, look, my boy my boy Andrew Barber, he told me, he said, look, fool, you see, uh, he put me on the show, G. Herbo and Lil Bibby, um, sold out. Right. Right? And they, I mean, I'm telling you, like, it's sold out, and there's still a line for blocks, yes. bro. You yes. feel me? And he's like, bro, until you feel like you could do some shit like that, bro, there's no reason you should ever be trying to shit on your city, bro. You feel me? Like, yes. if you can't do it in Indiana, then... Like, what are you trying to do? Like, what's, right. you feel me? Like, this is a clean slate where you can be who you want to be and you can, you know what I mean? If you work hard, you can get somewhere. When, and then, and, you feel me? Don't shit on, on this opportunity. Right. And if you, because if you do this right, bro, these people will ride for you. they ride for you. F- for a long time. I like it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Okay. So you yeah, working I, on anything right now? Um... I, I, bro, fucking the store. Because <laughs> uh, that's where I'm going next. I, was, I, I figured that was the transition. But yeah, man, the store has been the store has been booming, so I can't complain. Um, man, this summer reopening from COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, we reopened uh, mid-June, mm-hmm. like I think June 19th or something like that from COVID. Yeah. And like literally, bro, the entire summer, like 
on a Wednesday felt like a fucking Saturday. Like it was fat and it like we couldn't complain. Like yeah. you know, we're obviously limiting the amount of people that could be in here. Everybody gotta have a mask on, everybody gotta be sanitized, everybody for sure, gotta for be sure. safe. So I mean it it you know, we'd have a line on a Tuesday <laughs> and that felt tight because I was like, Oh, it's fat in here and then I look up, it's like, Oh wait, well, we did limit it to like eight people in here. So yeah. we're gonna have a line probably if yeah. we get a I mean, little and bit. it's a nice size spot. Like it's yeah. not too big at all. Right. You feel me? Was it uh is it any smaller or big oh well first all right, let me, <laughs> let me get back. All right, so boom, you got this. Basically, for the people listening, yes, Naptown Thrift. Yes. It's a thrift store. Um, how would you describe it? I would describe it as a vintage clothing store that specializes in 80s and 90s streetwear and sportswear. I like that. Um, because I feel like, you know, having thrift in the name, mm-hmm. I, you know, most people are hip to what we are about and what we do and resell and how we kind of curate the selection. Yeah, if you just say thrift, it you sound like yeah, it ain't no yeah, heat. Anymore. Yeah, well, and you and people are thinking we're getting donations and we are Goodwill and shit's just going to be a bunch of mid in here for $2. Yeah. It's not that. Yeah. Like, we are going out, we're finding, spending our time and money mm-hmm. buying the shit. People are bringing in their collections. We're buying it wholesale from people. Like, we're paying for our inventory. Mm-hmm. We're using our time to find and get this stuff. Like, we don't take donations. Like, we're... This is a curated selection. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I try to, like, not to, like, try to sound bougie or anything, but, like... No, nah, now you're t- answering some questions I had, yeah, so this is good. for sure. Well, and, and just because, I don't know, I feel like to the naked eye is confusion. Like, oh, well, they say thrift. Like, why are some shirts, you know, like, we have shirts as cheap as $10 and shirts, like, our most expensive shirt is $700. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. So shout out, hey, shout out Wu Tang, yeah. shout out Wu Tang, bro. Yeah. They, 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 their shit goes from a, for a lot, uh, but no, I, I mean, and we've sold shirts as expensive as a thousand dollars. Like, do y'all sell online or just in the store? Online as well. We have our own website, uh, NaptownThrift.com. But okay. like, bro, the majority of our inventory is between fifteen and twenty five dollars. Like yeah. the the majority of shit in here. So like, the thing is, like, when people come in, like, to the naked eye, if they're coming in thinking we are just a thrift store, mm-hmm. like, it's Naptown Thrift because everything is thrifted and it has a thrifty feel to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's but nice. it's a it's a curated vintage selection. And, like, our goal is to inform people about, like, the history of the clothing. Mm-hmm. You know, everything in here, bro. Like, whether you're, like, a vintage clothing nerd or not, like, you're going to respect either the feeling that you see when you see some nostalgic shit yeah. or like if if I had a story behind a certain piece that like you may not have been hip to and I mm-hmm. told you about it and you you thought that was dope. Like I mean, I was looking at some of them tour shirts and yeah. shit like that. I'm yeah. like, that's, that's that's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, it's cool because people pull a shirt out. They'll be like, yo, like this tour, like I went to this with my dad and like, yeah. you know, I, I don't see him very much anymore. So like this makes me think of him. Like, I don't it's know, that, to me, like hearing shit like that makes my job cool. Hell yeah. So, that's what's up. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so are you really into fashion at all? Uh, I feel like fashion is also kind of a weird mm-hmm. word of how people define it. Because, like, there's high fashion and there's, like, street fashion and there's whatever type of fashion. I feel like I'm... I've, I feel like if I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit, like I've <laughs> yeah, always I mean, been, shit, go off. I've always been somewhat fashionable. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I've always, I've always liked clothing if I'm, you know, yeah. real. I ain't never really been into dressing. I don't yeah. know how to dress. I just be putting on whatever the fuck. Yeah, I feel you it. I mean, motherfuckers send me shit. I just, I don't really think about <laughs> it like that. You feel me? I wear a lot of Carhartt. Yes, you feel bro, me? Car, I, it's well made. I love Carhartt. Yes. You feel me? Like, when as and I feel like you could probably attest this as well since we're around the same age, bro. Like as I've gotten older, mm-hmm. it's more about comfort to me. Literally, bro. <laughs> like I need shirts to be the right size yes. every time yes. I put them on. You yes, feel me? Bro. Like I, I don't need a lot of different like nigga. If if I got like 
you know what I mean? When you broke and you got five shirts, right? <laughs> you feel me? You're not trying to have them all have designs on. Them. No, exactly. What? You feel me? And you're trying to have them all fit perfectly. Yeah. Like I have shirts in my closet. I'm like, man, like if every shirt could fit like this, bro, I'd be the happiest dude. Hundred percent. You feel me? But so yeah, I mean, I've always been into fashion stuff. Honestly, big up to my parents who I actually run the business with, who are you know our co-owners with me. Yeah. Um, they're the ones who initially got me into the the thrifting and vintage shit. Yeah. Um, and they were taking me as a kid, you know, going out thrifting. RIP Value World, man, that used to be the fucking spot. Like, I only all been there them. a couple times, bro. It's just it's it. When I tell you it's shitting on Goodwill, it is shitting on Goodwill. I believe I used to work at Goodwill. Did you really? Yeah, that was one of my. I think it was like my third or fourth job. I had sixteen jobs. Damn. Yeah. So I've had a lot of homies work at Goodwill actually, and I'm I'm always jealous whenever Goodwill I, was straight, bro. Yeah, that's what everybody says. Or like you know, it's, it's some of the homies who are like, yeah, and we was getting first picks at everything. You know, we throw some shit aside. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and then you could work like I was working in the front, but then I, I stopped doing that shit because somebody said some like some real foul shit to me, and oh, so yeah. people stay treating it Goodwill and poison. Everybody. Bro, this motherfucker was like, he was like, can I ask you? Can I tell you a joke? I'm ringing him up And I was like What's the joke And he was like How you get out of a tree And I was like I don't know And he was like You cut the rope And I was uh, like Oh alright cool uh, So he was on that shit I like left And I was just like Yeah like I quit And he was like Bro chill I was like No I'm not going back out nah, there And then so that. I just started Working in the back Like unloading the trucks And taking yeah, donations And right. shit And that was my shit Yeah for I sure I like to move And use my hands yeah, anyway Yeah right you know I mean? And it keeps you busy Then you get to see like the kind of fucked up shit people donate. Oh my god, bro! I, shit, I was uh, I was telling you I was out thrifting this morning, bro. I found some shorts. I was like, yo, I fuck with these. Like these are my size. Like yeah. whatever. Like not even a resale in the shop. Like for me, yeah. I flip them over, bro. There's a shit stain clear in the center of the back of the shorts, bro. God damn, I see, was that like, shit I was crazy, like, somebody bro. donated it with the I was shit like, stain bro, on why it. Why would people do that shit, bro? Oh like my come god. on, bro. like you knew it was back there. Yeah. That's why you donated it. Yeah, man. Yeah, bro. That Nasty shit ass. Foul, bro. Yeah, bro. Hell foul no. as hell. See, uh, I remember like. This motherfucker donated his whole like porno collection, and that shit was wild. Cause I was like, damn, they was doing full production knowing, on these motherfuckers. Knowing damn well they can't put that shit out. <laughs> they can't put shit nowhere. It's like well, they gonna have to like, burn it. Damn, this boy nasty, boy yeah. freak ass. Nigga. All right, so damn, uh, man. All right, so all right, cause you answered so many questions just now. Yeah, I, I know we've been jumping all over the place. All right, so, all right, so like. Were you a collector or were your parents collectors like before yeah, they this were, in the first place? They were, and they've always been doing it like ever since that I can remember. Mm. My dad, it's my dad and stepmom um, who I run the business with and who kind of took me initially doing that because they've been collectors initially with like antiques, like actually like pottery and, and paintings and stuff like that. Yeah. And then that kind of transitioned to like older clothing. Um, my stepmom's always collected jewelry, mm. um, but like they would take me to, like I said, Value World or even like shout out for the real ones who remember AJ Wright. Uh, who was like it was like a I sister store of like Marshalls and Ross and TJ Maxx and all that. Yeah, like it was called AJ yeah, Wright. Except yeah, they yeah. would have that that store. They would have all the sneakers and like Jordan apparel. Mm -hmm. And so the, we, there was one right down the street from us, right here in Glendale, where we live, off Keystone. Mm -hmm. And uh, man, we would be in that one, bro. When I say daily, like we would dinner <laughs> be in there daily. Hell and yeah. they would have like the Jordan gear that had like a little hole in there, like the print was off just a bit, so Nike couldn't fuck with it, so they sent it to AJ Wright. Mm -hmm. But we was in there thinking, you know, I I thought I hit a lick, bro. I had my whole Christmas <laughs> list. In in the one store. That's what's up. And bro, it just it got me hooked on the not even the clothing tip really, but just the high that you get when you find some cool shit. Yeah. And I was hooked on that, man. It was like crack. Like That's what's I, up. Yeah. And so, so growing up, what did you like collect shit? I see it's a bunch of like even like up up there, it's a whole bunch of toys, toys and yeah. shit. You feel and me? And that's like, literally all those toys. And we don't even sell those, bro. Like, yeah, all those I know. Toys. I didn't see no price on those. No, so I was like, this is y'all shit. That's literally just to create the vibe in here, bro. Cause mm -hmm. when you walk in, like I've always said, like 
I want our store to be like a nostalgia overload for people yeah. walk in and they just like feel like they're back in their room from when they didn't have stress and problems and Hell like yeah. they're just back in here like they can ki- like our our unofficial store slogan has been come kick it because like I want people to come in here and like like don't feel pressure to cop some shit. Mm-hmm. I want you to come in, feel the experience, see the shit on the wall, chop it up, like mm-hmm. say I remember that. Man, catch a catch a vibe. Catch a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like not not trying to be on no too much corny shit, but nah, like you, nah. you get what I'm saying. Like nah, you, you got the right idea. Yeah. And it feels good. And so that's what all that is. And that's literally just bro, like all the shit that you see, 95% of it is from Nap. Like shit that we found around the city. That's what's up. And it, man, we and we still have shit that we can't even fit in here. We've just been storing and storing and storing and storing. <laughs> and uh just, you know, and Part of it is like, well, we might switch the shit up in here at some point. The other part of it is like, well, we might open up another something or like, you know, we have shit that we don't know what we're going to do with, but we have it. Yeah. And, you know, we we have the ability to do something with it. You said you started off with storage spaces first? Yeah, it was a storage unit right here off Keystone, actually, like literally dinner across the street from us on Keystone. Yeah. Um, And it was just a little like closet size thing, like, bro, like fucking, it was like a six by two unit, like mm-hmm. bros, thin as hell. And you could only fit like two people in there at a time and you all still felt claustrophobic. Like there was one rack in there and it was just like some little shit. And then as we kind of, we made our Instagram page in like early 2015 mm-hmm. and we would just be posting like live. Oh, sh- so you've been at this for a minute. A minute. Yeah. So we we were just posting like our live shots of like our finds mm-hmm. on Instagram and people would just, you know, like it or whatever. And and then like DM us like, hey, could I stop by the storage unit like to, to buy this or pick it up locally? Or we would ship as well. Yeah. But then like as we found more shit, we're like, yo, like this doesn't fit in here anymore. That's so, tight. We, so we moved down on 52nd Street, like 52nd and Keystone, got a bigger storage unit, mm-hmm. you know, opened that up kind of as our makeshift storage space. Yeah. Ran out of room there. But were, they, were they cool with that? They, uh, we didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. We, what you got to do? It was just like, yeah, we we doing it until they tell us we can't, you yeah. know? And they never did. And I, the thing is, like, the owner was also cool. Like, he would see me, like, bring people in there. Mm-hmm. And, like, he'd come through, like, sweeping the hallways and shit. And he'd look to his right. And there'd be a whole store looking at storage unit right there <laughs> with, with motherfuckers in there shopping. Yeah. And he would just kind of, like, you know, sip his tea and keep it moving. That's hard. Yeah, it was cool. Um... But anyway, yeah, so we ran out of room, bought the storage unit across the hallway, mm-hmm. bought the storage unit next to that one. Like, bro, we had like three storage units in a row in that hallway in our, you know. And this is just you store. or like it's who me. are you doing? You doing so it with It was your, still uh, me and my parents this yeah, whole time. And yeah. so like they would they would go out like when I was busy with school. So when I was at Butler, I was working at, you know, I was in school and then I had two jobs outside of school and then I was running the sh- the shop like Naptown Thrift like the unit yeah so I didn't have a lot of time so to thrift so they would be doing a lot of thrifting when I couldn't and like they would send me pictures of stuff and be like yo you think you know this would be good to have in the shop or not and I say yes or no and you know I would thrift when I could but yeah bro they were like they were doing this the whole time with me and they've been instrumental at like keeping this thing going that's so, awesome yeah damn I like that man yeah so then so that i guess then fast forward i think i mentioned it before but then like so we were in that storage unit until i graduated from butler which was 2018 mm-hmm. and i was at the point in my life where i was like well what am, what's my adult job gonna be you know yeah. what's my big boy job gonna be for sure and that shit had to be kind of kind of kind of creepy right it was but at the same time bro i've been running naptown thrift damn near my whole college career mm-hmm. and it was like being a business major with my recording industry major. Like, I felt like I was a double major and I wasn't. I was getting business major experience from running a business at a young age. For sure. And so then by the time I graduated, I was like, 
like, my, you know, some of my parents, I guess my dad and stepmom who had been running in with me weren't looking at me, but my mom and stepdad were looking at me like, what's your job going to be? And yeah. I already knew what the answer was. Like, I knew what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so I told them, and at first they're like, you want to sell old clothes? <laughs> this is what you want to fucking do? <laughs> but at the same time, bro, like, I knew how I knew how heavily the city fucked with us, bro. I, 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 was, I was so confident and hungry. And I mean, confidence is the whole yes, thing. Yes, yes, bro. Because if you if you aren't confident, man, you will fall behind, and yeah. you and somebody will overtake you. Yeah, because you don't gotta like motherfuckers being uneasy and just being like, I think, like I I don't know, I don't know. Like, man, you gotta know. Yes, like man, this shit gonna work. It's even gonna if work. you get, even if you sound a little delusional. Yeah, well, and I think what helped with us was we had what. Three, it's from 2015 to 2018, three years to build up our... Say, you knew it was going to work. We had built our base. So, yeah. like, by the time we were ready to open this brick and mortar mm-hmm. later that year, mm-hmm. we had damn near 10,000 followers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like we were just creating the page to try to get traction and foot traffic and whatever. Like, yeah. it was already going to be there. So, the store was the only natural next step. Exactly. Uh, what was the process of getting this? Why'd you choose this location? So, it's kind of an interesting story. Um, So, we were looking all around, like, one, rent isn't cheap as a new business owner. Mm-hmm. There's hella costs that go into building a store out, you know, from an empty space. For sure. Um, so, yeah, we were looking around for a good deal. We were kind of coming up short on a lot of places. Like, you know, we're we're in a great spot right now. We're right between Keystone and College. Mm-hmm. We have So we have, you know, our proximity to, like, Butler University is really good. Our proximity to Broderpool is really good. Yep. Our proximity to, like, downtown even isn't that bad. About 20, what, like 20? Yeah, 15, really? 15, 20 minutes, really? yeah. 15, 20 minutes, yeah, for sure. For sure. And even, like, towards the north side, ain't too much so, more. You're kind of in a good spot. And so that was big for us. And especially because we're by our old storage unit where people were used to p- pulling up at. Yeah. So this wasn't really anything different for them. I that like was that. also big to us. We wanted to keep it in the neighborhood where, like, we knew that we had a following and we knew we, you know, we knew the area. Yeah. And so, actually, I don't know if you're from, you familiar with Rise Skate Shop? Uh, yeah. That There's one in Fort Wayne. That yes. Well, and there, there used to be a few in town. I think now they've all switched over to Minus Skate Shop, which shot at Minus there across the parking lot from us right so here. So, when they, because when, I used to always come over here to yeah. go to the Indie Taco. Yes. I love some. Yes. Shout out, shout out Indie Taco, too. I don't man. know how, but do you, how often do you eat that shit? I man? used to eat it a lot. I kind of burnt myself out a little bit. Bro, so, I, I can't even lie. So but it's so fire. fire. Hey, the, the, the shrimp tacos are nutty. <laughs> Oh, they're great uh so shout out francisco and indy taco man. That's, the, that's the homie uh yeah but anyway uh yeah so, when, when minus opened up that was tight <clears throat> yes but so the the dude who founded rise and then minus uh his name is buddy best mm-hmm. so shout out buddy shout I, out i know he doesn't like being on camera or taking any type of spotlight at all i but, feel him but like he's he's he was really instrumental in like helping us get this spot because he knew our the landlords here mm-hmm. he had worked with them in the past and he like through the homies at Quality, shout out Quality, mm-hmm. he was already homies with them through the skate scene. Yep. And then he, I was doing my pop-up in 2017, or no, early 2018, the spring of 2018, I was doing a pop-up down at Quality with like the shit from the storage unit. Yep. And Buddy Best, like, I guess like was talking to one of Mike or Garrett or whoever was in Quality at the time and they were telling him about my story and he was like, yo, like this young kid is grinding. Like, I really fuck with what he's got going on. Like, mm-hmm. I want to chop it up with him sometime. And so I chopped it up with him and we immediately we immediately just like hit it off. And, you know, he was already in a position with like one of the most successful skate shops in the country (laughs) to then like turn around and be like, yo, what do you want to do with this? Yeah. And so he he was like, I think I have a perfect opportunity for a spot for you guys if that's what you're looking to do. Mm -hmm. He put us onto this spot and really, bro, the rest was history, bro. The rent was player. The parking is player. 
the we feed off the other businesses in here. Like you said, the taco spot, the skate yeah, shop. Yeah. There's a record shop in the corner. For sure. Like uh, you know, Mississippi Bell is that's just an Indianapolis staple. Like, Love it. Um, so yeah, it was it was a no brainer. And so we Bro, from the initial open grand opening day, man, it was nothing but love. And Hell yeah. and I mean, so man, it was a lot of cost went into building out the space. I mean, we, I believe it. I mean We tried to keep it low. It was crazy. Like you know Sears and Castleton Mall. Yeah. How it went out of business. Yeah. We pulled up there and was like, yo, what racks y'all got? Like and <laughs> it's cause they you know they Damn, had to clear that's shit crazy. Out. I ain't yeah. even think about that. Yes, bro. What racks y'all got? What fixtures y'all got? What displays y'all got? Damn. So we put up there. Who did you talk to? Brother fucking one of the employees who was like <laughs> the the dude in charge of selling racks wow. racks to strangers. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I we, never even thought about that. Yeah, shit. bro. Wow. We just we had to think outside the of the finesse. box. Yeah, finesse for sure. Did, did they give it to you for the low? Yeah. Wow. Low, low ish. Yeah, I mean, low enough. <laughs> low enough, exactly. Yeah. So that, I mean, that 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 saved our build out costs a lot, and um, and yeah, man. I mean, it's just you know, look, my dad, man. Shout out to him. He had, you know, he had been putting away like uh, kind of a savings account for me since I was like a little kid. Just like money he was gonna give to me after college, like to let me do whatever I wanted to do with. And I was like, I like that. I was like, hey, dad, like I think now's the time to use that money. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah. that went into the initial cost of the store, and I mean, it's sometimes it's just shit like that that you have to like. Like, man, we we were just talking about confidence. Like, I was confident in that decision. Like, I don't want to, like, I want to make sure that I'm not going to waste that money he put aside for me. Like, I'm going to build something good with that that's money. That's real. So. Yeah, that's yeah. very real. I cool. like that, man. Yeah. So, like, when it comes to, like, owning this store, what are the ups and downs? Man, uh, I, I'd say that, you know, the downs are just that, like, it, it I mean... It, it, to the naked eye to some like it seems like i got the coolest job in the world right yeah i mean it looks awesome yeah but at the end of the day like it's the coolest job is also a job yeah. so it, i mean i'd say that's the down part is it can be a job at times you know you you know we come in two hours early and put in inventory like i'm logging shit into excel for two hours before we even open mm -hmm. and it's just it's tedious you know there's tedious parts of this job um you know straightening up you know cleaning stuff you know reorganizing mm -hmm. um paying for things to be fixed you know just dealing with whatever dealing with, being a small business owner when you have a fire like we talked about next door yeah like you got to deal with Man, that let's talk about that yes, what bro. happened bro so mississippi bell had an electrical fire in their store uh or in their restaurant i should say yeah. and uh that was in october of 2018 and so we suffered uh major smoke damage um so all of our literally every piece of clothing in the store had to be sent out to be cleaned especially for smoke damage damn and we had to literally so i got a call i was already asleep bro i, I got a call at 3 a.m from our landlord and was like hey there's been a fire next door the fire station had to break into your store to to you know break through the roof and sit and uh get some smoke out wow your store is sitting unlocked wow um pull up as soon as you can and i'm and and i I heard that voicemail at 8.30 a.m. <laughs> damn. And, uh, and so I was like, oh, fuck. You so know, so it was just loud. You was like, yo, yes. you didn't know what you was finna come back didn't over know. here to. Nope. So we pulled up, smelled awful in here. Shit had soot all over it. Yeah. Um, and we just we just started moving, bro. It was just, it wasn't time to, like, grieve. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, no, it was just gotta, like. Got to make it happen. We had get to make it, it happen. Here. We had to get our clothes outside so they would start airing out. We literally went from a full decorated store, like our 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 baby. You know, it was mm -hmm. it was our full store to a blank slate in a matter of hours. Fuck. And was it expensive to get everything clean? It was, but luckily we had insurance. Oh, now, excellent. now don't don't get me started on insurance and how big of a scam that shit is. But I mean, yeah, but yeah. shit, man. 
It, luckily, we had insurance. You don't I'll, think I'll about shit like that. You know what I mean? No, like, you don't. And that's the thing as a small business owner, you know, folks just think, you know, it's like, you know, that, that, now that I have a brick and mortar, like I'm, you know, in, invincible, bro. We are at the mercy of whatever still, you know, yeah. we don't, we don't have Walmart money to be able to just throw at shit. Yeah. Like it's, it's me. Like you come in and you see like, like we don't hire, we're not at the point right now, even that we hire employees. Like when you come in, you see me and my stepmom who are the owners, like mm-hmm. it's just us. Yeah. Like we're not, we're being as transparent as possible. I mean, yeah, y'all so, keeping it real. Yes. Uh, that's what, that's what adds to everything I love about indie. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's people, this is why I started this podcast. Cause right. you know what I mean? We, we are uh, a, a lot of people who have been getting it from the ground up doing what we love. And it's the most genuine type of shit. You know what I mean? And no, I, I don't know anybody that's just trying to act like they better than other people like yeah, that. You know what I mean? For sure. So it, it makes people appreciate you more, you know? It definitely does. Um, so, I mean, and I think that's why, like, so then that day I I was, I you know, I had to, po- I posted, you know, nap time theft is closed indefinitely. Like, we had a fire. Mm-hmm. I don't know when we going to be back, but, like, stay tuned. Yeah. Bro, it was just, it wasn't, oh, man, I was finna pull up. Damn. <laughs> it was none of that. It was, yeah. it was, let me know what y'all need. Yeah. And so that's, that's love. That's love, bro. That's, and that to me, that's, that's indie in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. That's the type it of, is. that's the type of people and the type of love that you get here. So shit, fast forward five months, bro. We was, we was out from the fire and it wasn't even us. It was like waiting for our shit that was out of our control. Like our, our space to be done being like rebuilt, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Built back up. Yeah. They had to redo the floors, the drywall, all the yada, yada. And we're waiting for that. I mean, shit is still to this day being worked on in here, bro. It's crazy. It's crazy from that. So anyway, then, you know, February 29th, we had our grand reopening. Mm-hmm. It was even fatter than the than the grand opening, bro. I believe it, It bro. was crazy, I mean, bro. The shit. I got a story now. Bro. I got some, like, yes. I bet you motherfuckers was just waiting. Like, yes. come on, bro. And, the th- and so we, we packed the store out with all new inventory. We didn't have a single piece from our first store. That's tight. It was, well, partially... Cause it sounds cool, and, and the other part was because my, our original shit was still being clean. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but but we had grinded during our time off and gotten all new shit. Um, so bro, the line was crazy. I mean, it was just it was amazing to see. We didn't know what to expect. Yeah. But the city showed even more love than before. And then you know, two weeks later, COVID decides to rear its ugly Ain't head. That shit so hell. It's crazy, bro. man. Bro, how did you find out? I I don't even remember that I'm day. I'm trying. To, yeah, I don't even really either. It was just like. It, it like you know we started to have more and more cases in in here and I, you know we talked to the businesses around us right here and they started asking like what do y'all think y'all gonna do yeah. and we're like I don't know like initially we we're like well if one of us gets it we'll obviously close but until then you know we just kind of because business was still good bro yeah. kids wasn't giving a fuck like they At were all. still in here shopping and so we're sitting here like damn it that's the, it, is that irresponsible for us to be still doing like I remember watching the uh, on Instagram I follow like a lot of the local restaurants and I remember yeah. seeing them. And like I know people, a lot of people that work as like bartenders and and you know what I mean they work at restaurants and shit. And I, I just saw the whole thing break down. It's like yo, are we closing? Are we closing? Some people yeah. like yo, I see y'all not closing, was, but we need to close. Exactly. Like, you know exactly. It was a weird like, you know, what are they doing type of situation? Yeah. Or what should we do? Yeah. And you're kind of checking yourself. So really, then it came to like you know my parents like they're closer to the age that where they're a lot more susceptible to mm-hmm. you know the illness. Mm-hmm. And um, you know me being selfish, you know I would. I would have liked to stay open, but at the same time, like I had to think of them. Mm-hmm. I had to think of the safety of our customers. I had to think of the safety of, you know, me at the end of the day and, and, and my fiance and, you know, whoever I have to take care of as well. Yeah. And so it's like, 
we decided to close. Um, I think that was, you know, really early on in March. Like I said, it was like two weeks. Yeah. It was two weeks after we reopened. I mean, shit, everything shut down like March like 29th or yes, some bro. shit. So, yeah, we were a little bit prior to like the mandatory shutdown. Yeah. But, bro, it's still... And so... <laughs> That was one of the worst, like, I posted that we had to be closed for COVID, and I was like, I just felt like I was letting the city down, bro. I was like, we had been closed for so long just for me to post that we were closed again. Like, it felt so bad. God damn, But man. folks, you know, again, folks was right there, like, hey, y'all gonna be back. Like, it's Now, cool. have you been able to, like, uh, get back, and everything's been cool since you opened back up? Yes, bro. Like, and like I was telling you earlier, like, so we reopened from COVID mid-June mm -hmm. and every day was like a Saturday, bro. Like, like it was, the traffic was even better than, so we had been open for a little over a year before the fire. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you know, there would be weekdays where the shit was dead, like dead, dead. Like yeah. we would see like a few people pull up. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, the reopening was obviously fat. And then like opening from COVID, like every day was fat. Like it was, we didn't know what day it was because every day was just like the best day of our lives. I like that. It was, man. it was awesome, man. And the, the part of that was because we were in such a unique situation as a world and as a country to where mm -hmm. like folks just didn't have shit to do. Yeah, for And sure. they were, they, you know, they got a little, uh, a little stimulus money. Yeah. And <laughs> nah, the motherfuckers was finessing yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, motherfuckers didn't make some money. Exactly. But <laughs> that too. And But I mean, yeah. you know, folks are sitting on unemployment. Like, yeah. People just wanted to come in and, like, they missed us. You yeah. know, at the end of the day, like, they missed what we were doing. Yeah. And so they came in and, bro, just showed love every day. And then, bro, it really hasn't slowed down that much since then, except, for, you know, school is obviously back in session. So, like, weekday traffic isn't as crazy as it was in the summer. But, like, sure. bro, we cannot we cannot complain. It's, it's, <laughs> been, it's been awesome. It's good to hear, yeah, man. man. Yeah, it's, I love, it's really cool. I love cool. shit like this, man. Yes. Fuck it. Yes. Bro, I'm glad I didn't pull it out to this moment. Man, thank you. I wonder if I missed any questions. Uh... Yo, so how do you advertise a store? Yeah, well, so... Like how you promote, get people in this motherfucker in the first place? It's changed a lot. Yeah. You, you know, I, I touched on it initially. Like, when we first made our Instagram page, we are literally just posting shit that we would find. Mm -hmm. Now we're a little more professional. Like, we don't post where we find it, you know? Yeah. And we weren't we weren't telling the world where we were finding shit, but we were just, you know, we would post a shot. Like, you would know where we were getting it from, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But now it's like, you know, we, we inventory everything and then post it. And, uh, you know, but I, I guess to answer your question, Instagram is really how we promote ourselves. And, mm. um, you know, we we are at the mercy of those who use that social platform as far as like who sees it, who fucks with it, who decides to share it. Yeah. Um, but we also, you know, and what's changed since we started our Instagram page from 2015 to now is you can pay to promote a post. You know, you can. That's you, big, isn't it? Yes, it's it's huge because that takes the whole. I mean, the thing is with social media, bro the advertising mediums like the radio and magazines bro like they don't have any power anymore she's dead it's dead and we and it was funny when we opened bro we got bombarded with motherfuckers coming in here you you guys will need advertising you know <laughs> pay three hundred dollars for this little two inch ad and this i'm like no like Fuck like here. bro we do more traffic than y'all off a of post bro like yeah it's and not to you know not to try to be cocky like that but at the same like we were trying to be real like i mean the world is different yeah for sure and so but now like you know if a post is doing well or like if we want to get our word across and, and reach more people like we could throw a little money literally bro we type in like the specifics of the audience we want to, mm -hmm. or the post to reach mm -hmm. and it reaches those people like and that's like the facebook integration <laughs> yes shit bro too, so right? it'll, it'll be on facebook as well yeah, yeah. that's what's up yeah my folks are telling me i need to get my like facebook page together just like 
I don't like. I don't. I haven't had a Facebook since I, like eighth grade. I hate. I hate Facebook. I man. really don't like. I Facebook, feel like bro. Facebook is just for old people. Yeah. And people who just, you know, maybe don't have the same type of traction on their other platforms. Oh, top, <laughs> nah, for real. It's funny. You see, you see, folks our age that are still on there posting shit, and I'm like, <laughs> y'all get hella engagement on here, and I feel like, <laughs> and I feel like you do that because you know you will. Yeah, I mean, because they all know each other exactly. too. It's like you you posting to people that you that you talk to all the time. Exactly. You feel me? Like. Give me shout out to all my Facebook niggas. Yeah, though, shout out to me? Facebook. I got a. I had to make a face a fake Facebook because my nigga would always like send me posts and be like, "Bro, look at this shit," and I'd be like, "I can't see it." <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, I got you for sure. Yeah, these niggas is these niggas is funny for sure. But I mean, it is it's it's cool for what it is. You know, it's another platform to be able to gain an audience for. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I like Twitter. I'm a Twitter guy. Twitter's cool too. I mean. And then and then it's it's crazy because like you know we're around the same age, but what makes me feel old is like seeing shit like TikTok, bro. Like I feel like I'm so unfamiliar bro, with that shit. You know it's crazy. I try like a motherfucker <laughs> to like even just understand like how people discover TikTokers and like how you like because at some point I was in the Vine and I, you were in a, a specific type yes. of Vine. Yes. But I couldn't even understand TikTok the way I understood that. I feel like yeah. my brain is just not even it's, open no more. It's not. And what I think is it's a lot of part because the TikToks we see are just like some middle school shit some with like corny some, shit, some dances. Like, <laughs> bro, like I'm not going to hit the folks on camera to promote Naptown Thrift. Dog. You know, like, I'm not about to do that. That, that would be hilarious. <laughs> It would be funny as shit. I ain't gonna lie. You just like catching merch and yeah, throwing it. Yeah, the, right. And doing, doing a little routine and shit. Yeah. Uh, you're not gonna catch me doing that. I will say I did download TikTok and I claimed the Naptown Thrift handle just uh, just to top, have. Just to top. have. You feel me? Just keep, gotta, on, keep it on ice. Just a little something. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll have an intern one of these days that can run TikTok for us. But it's crazy <laughs> too, bro, because you know TikTok is a wave now. TikTok is a wave. It's, and this dude does numbers for people. I don't think it's going nowhere. It's not. because And we had like, you know, a young like high school age girl that came in here and she she loved the shop and she found a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. she leaves and in her car she's like hey you know anybody who's in indianapolis man i got a hidden gem for y'all it's called naptown thrift but it ticked her her shit did like fifty-seven thousand views on tiktok it's hard next thing you yeah, know that's what's up. The, the entire next week bro folks you know kids her age were coming in hey i saw y'all on tiktok man i want to check it out yeah. I'm, and i'm sitting here like that's fucking crazy it's tight and i would not have i would not have thought in a million years that like i would see physical benefits mm-hmm. from from a site like that for shit nigga somebody uh i had a song that my boy bobby true had produced that I had him, like, he posted it, you feel me? I was just, like, doing a feature, you feel me? Like, yeah. fuck it, I'm going to do the beat. Let's get it. He put it out. And then, like, randomly, like, almost, like, a year later, bro, somebody else fucking found it, made a TikTok to it, like, three different times, bro. Right. Shout out to bro. I keep forgetting his ad name, but shout out to bro. Man, that shit kind of went up. And I was like, wow, like, a lot of people was like, why ain't it on all DSPs? Like, yeah. why ain't you posted it? It's only on SoundCloud. I can't find the song. Like, I had to put it up yeah, myself. Yeah, I was right. like, damn, yo, this shit powerful. Bro. It's powerful, man. Shit it's powerful. crazy. You, you never know. know. I might get into it. Who knows? Yeah, who knows, <laughs> man? You might see me and Draco on TikTok. Yeah, man. Right. Hey, I'm going to be having niggas, man, do the Draco. We're going to yeah. have a dance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 that's why That's why folks like Drake are not dumb, bro. He man. made the 2C slide for bro, TikTok, bro. He's out here. He is bro. out here, bro. He knows too much. He knew what the hell he was doing. He's the smartest motherfucker. He's smart as you feel hell, me? Man. I'm hey, to, you can hate the fuck out of Drake, but you gotta respect. I love Drake. You, nah, I love, no, I'm ain't saying, no Drake hate. No, ain't no Drake here, hate. Bro. I'm just saying the <laughs> folks that do hate Drake, bro, you have to respect how smart and tactical he is with he's his smart. marketing, bro. He's smart, Crazy. Man. Hey, shout out Drake though. Man, shout out Drake and shit, man. Since I can, we a little over an hour. We we got in social media and yeah. shit. 
Man, tell the people their socials and where to find you. Yes, thank you. Uh, so you can find me personally um, for, you know, anything music related. And, you know, I promote the shop, obviously, as well. But you can find me on Instagram and Twitter um, at double A D O D O U B L E A <laughs> Naptown. Double A Naptown. Yeah, yeah, not not two A's, but literally the word double, the letter A and Naptown on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And then the shop is Naptown Thrift. On Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> ain't, ain't shit on TikTok, but yeah, you can. Instagram is our main platform, man. I'll come in every day. So we put in probably like 50 to 100 new items every day. Nice. We put them out. And on Instagram, I'll, I'll put uh, a picture <clears throat> of every item on our story every day. So if you follow us on Instagram, <clears throat> you can. Uh, Stay in tune with what we're putting out every day on there with the shop. So you heard the man. Yeah. Tap in, man. Fuck with uh Naptown Thirst Fuck with Double A, man. Hey man, man, thank y'all for listening. Uh this has been goddamn bleeding out, man. <laughs> man, Draco, man. Hey man, man, tell somebody you love them today, man. man. Always. Hey, man, man.